Welcome to the Cornerstone Vineyard Weekly Message Podcast. We are enthusiastic about all ages pursuing, experiencing, and having an authentic relationship with Jesus, others, and our community. Join us as we open God's Word and seek His direction in our lives. And so to get started today, I want to start uh, with a question, all right? And the question is this, all right? How many of you uh, either here with us in person or if you're online joining us, how many of you would say uh, about yourself that you are somewhat ready, competitive, Anybody competitive in the room? All right, so several of you in the room. I'm sure there's probably some of you uh, online as well. You know, like, you're, you're like that, that person that uh, if there is winning or losing on the line, man, there's some intensity that's gonna come from you, right? Um, I, I don't know about you, uh, but I am kind of that way. I can be a little bit competitive. Um, I think it has something to do with the fact that I'm a twin, and when, when twins, they, there's just, we, gotta, we gotta outdog each other, right, all the time, that kind of thing. Um, but I was thinking about my competitiveness this week as I started to work on the teaching uh, because I know that I can be a a little bit competitive. Uh, and we were, uh, this week, my family and I, we've been over the course of the summer taking a lot of family walks around the neighborhood. We like taking family walks. And, uh, and so my son, uh, he has been taking his basketball around and he's been uh, bouncing the ball as we go around the neighborhood and all that. And so um, because I'm a little competitive, I took the ball from him at one point, you know, because I got skills, right? Um, and uh, so I start, what I started to do is I, I started to kind of dribble the basketball between my legs, right? And I tried to, I was going to bring a basketball this morning, but I figured I probably fumble it and then it would be a bad illustration, right? So, uh, so I started to do this or whatever and I started just to kind of walk and walk and walk in a row and I got to like 30 times between my legs before I, I fumbled the ball. And so then I looked at my son who by the way is 15 this week. I have no idea how I got to have a 15 year old. But I looked at him and I said, all right, so see what you can do, right? Because I'm thinking I'm almost 40 and man, maybe I might be able to like prove something here to my 15 year old son, those kind of things, right? And, uh, and so, uh, so I'm like, all right. So he's like, all right. I'm game. So he took the ball and he started to dribble a little bit. And do you want to guess how many he got? Remember, I got like 30. 14, baby. Oh, yeah. I ain't dead, man. Right? Come on. Right? Like, I'm like, oh, man, I was feeling good. Right? I beat myself at 15. He's been playing lots of basketball right now and all that kind of stuff. So he's been getting really good. So I grabbed the ball again and and I started going again. I started dribbling and I got to like 45. And I was like, all right, Elijah, let's go. He got like 28. Yeah, and I was like, oh, baby, come on. Two for two. I'm hot, baby. Let's go. I'm on it, right? All those kind of things. And so, uh, so then we tried it again, right? We tried it one more time. And this time he smoked me. He smoked me. I got like, I don't know, back to the like 40 something. He got 145, <laughs> right? How many of you know that I was on cloud nine for about two minutes and then I just plummeted down right off of that, right? So now I tell you that story to start this morning uh, because for the first two rounds, of course, when I wasn't depressed, right, I was feeling pretty good. I was celebrating, man. Like I was like going through the neighborhood and I was like, ooh, man, I'm, I win, I win, right? And the second time, like, oh, I still win, baby, I still win. And my, and my, uh, my kids were like, getting, I was getting a little obnoxious, all that kind of stuff, right? And so, and then, but of course it didn't last long before I got alienated by my son, right? Ultimately, the pride came before the fall, right? 
The pride came before the fall. And if you don't know, that's actually a Bible verse, all right? Uh, it's actually in Proverbs 16, 18. And I'm actually gonna read from the message version of the Bible this morning uh, for this verse. I don't use the message a whole lot, but this verse, man, just really stood out to me in the message. It says, first pride, then the crash. The bigger the ego, the harder the fall. Ouch. First pride, then the crash. The bigger the ego, the harder the fall. But see, even though that is, is a, it hurts a little bit, folks, that, that is a very true verse, isn't it? Now, this was a stupid dribbling competition in our neighborhood with my son. It's fairly harmless. But can I be real with you this morning? What welled up inside of me in that moment was a level of pride. It was a level of pride. Albeit small, but, but for, for me, as I started to think about that and kind of dive into that a little bit more this week, even though it's small in that part, in, in that circumstance, right? There are times in my life where, where it's not as small and it plays significant roles in my life. And it's not so harmless. I'm sure it does for you too. See, that verse says, first pride, then the what? Then the crash. Then the harder the fall. How many of you have been in that place with pride in your life ever before? I've been. I'm sure every single one of us have. But I, I sure also know that probably most of us would say, hey, I, don't, I didn't really like going that direction. I didn't really want to be in that place. And falling less would be super helpful too, wouldn't it? Well, for us to do that, the barrier that needs to be eliminated is Pride was our pride, our, the walls of our pride have to come down. It's something that we're supposed to push against in life. God desires for us to, to really um, uh, do and live differently in. I want, to, I want to show you a couple of verses. James 4, verse six says, God opposes the proud, but shows favor to the humble. God opposes those who are proud, but he shows favor to those who are humble, not full of pride. And then Romans 12, three says, for by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with faith God has distributed to each of you. See, pride is something that God calls for you and for me, folks, to push against, to, to carve out of our lives, to live differently. But oh, isn't it ch challenging and difficult to do? Oh, just for me? No, right? For all of us, isn't it difficult to do? I want you to hold that thought. We are ending a series today that we've been in over the last several weeks here at Cornerstone called Breakthrough, Avoiding What's Simply Permissible and Living Free. And what we've been doing in this series is we've been looking at six of the seven of what is known as the seven deadly sins. And so we are... Uh, trying to press into these things and, and talk about them so we can see breakthrough and, and live free from, from simply what's available to us, but more of the things that God wants for our life. And so to see breakthrough, we talked about these, these uh, topics, anger, breakthrough from, from greed and laziness and envy and overindulgence. And today we're gonna talk about living free from pride, which I think is probably one of, the, of these topics we've talked about, this is the one that I think probably every single one of us deals with the most. And it's the one we really need God's help in. And so let's take a look at our text for today. It comes from Philippians chapter two. We're gonna read verses one through eight this morning. It says this in verse one, it says, therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete 
by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and of one mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interest of the others. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be to used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. And so the title of our talk today is Pride, It's Not All About Me. And uh, what we're going to do today is we're going to dig deep and explore two keys to ultimately keeping our pride and, and ultimately our, how often we trip and fall in our pride uh, at bay. Finding more freedom in walking in the opposite direction of pride and much more into humility. And so that's where we're headed today. Before I jump in too much deeper, I want to pause and pray. So if you would pray with me. So Lord Jesus, we, um, we just want to thank you for this time, for us to be able to come together and to, to worship you in this place and even if, uh, in our living rooms that we're on, uh, if some of us are online. God, we are grateful that we have uh, an ability to, to meet in a place like this. We know there are places all over the world, God, that a meeting where a bunch of Christians would get together would be a really hard thing to, to be able to happen. And so we're just grateful this morning that we can get together and we can worship you and God. Now that as we turn our attention towards this text, or essentially God to this topic of, of pride and ultimately being more in humility than in pride, God, would you do something supernatural among us? God, that nothing I say is gonna really do that, but you, God, are gonna do something in us and change us so that we can be, God, ultimately more humble and have less pride in our lives. They'd be more like Jesus as a result of our time together. And it's in his name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, we have two points today. If you want to take some notes, here's your first one. You can write this in. Uh, to successfully be not always about me, it takes, number one, an increasing level of self-awareness. An increasing level of self-awareness. Here's what I mean by that. Uh, an ever-increasing mental shift towards what we naturally lean to, which is going to be prideful things, and ultimately back into what God wants for us, and that is much more of humility than pride. We need to be self-aware of that. It says back in the text in verse 5, it says, in your relationships with one another, and then I underline this here, have the same mindset, that's what kind of caught my attention, has the same mindset as Christ Jesus. And so as we do life with each other, right, as we uh, are, are um, walking through life with one another, it's saying don't mentally press into pride. Don't, don't press into, hey, it's all about me. It's, it's more about me. It's what I want. It's what I need. It's me, 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 me. Don't press into that stuff, but press into the same mindset as Christ Jesus, which it goes on to tell us what that is. In verse seven, it says, rather, he made himself, say it with me, nothing. He made himself nothing. And by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness and being found in appearance, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Folks, that is a 180. In the complete opposite direction, walking towards nothing. How many of you know that that walk is not an easy one? 
That walk is not an easy one, right? Walking towards making, making others uh, way more important than ourselves, becoming nothing rather than something. That walk, not easy. But it is what will be required of us if we want to get a handle on pride. An ever-increasing self-awareness of our pride as we look through the lens of Jesus Christ and be able to more get a handle on what I'm gonna call um, prideful poundings. Have you ever had a prideful pounding? Those crashes and those falls that we experience because we put ourselves there because we're more about us than we are about other people. And I'm not standing on the stage this morning saying that, hey, all you gotta figure out that that's me. We folks have to figure this out because I think this is, again, I think this is one of the one topics that we've been talking about in the series that I think every single one of us, if we're just really honest with ourselves, we deal with this more than we are willing to admit. And here's the sobering thing. It says in Luke 14, 11, it says, for all those who exalt themselves, look at this, will be humbled. And those who humble themselves will be exalted. Folks, we need to get, uh, more often get a handle on what, uh, can I say it this way, um, nothing rather than something. Or the other option for us, if we don't get a handle on it, is to be humbled by a holy God. I don't know about you, but I don't know if I want to be humbled by the holy God who has all power and authority to do whatever he wants to me. I think you would agree. Ultimately, and I know I'm kind of getting heavy this morning, but I, but I, but I really, folks, what I do, what I, when I, this is not in my notes. Just, uh, I'm going to totally go off my notes here for a minute. I pray for you all the time that God would have a transformation in your life and my life, that this is not just a something that we just, we exist and we just, just, I wanna be better. We keep saying this, I keep saying this week in and week out, but I wanna be better today than I was yesterday and the next day and the next day, and I want that for your life. And so I'm getting a little passionate this morning because I do think that this is something, folks, that we need to really be honest with ourselves. And I was really challenged personally with this and myself this week. We were, as we walked around the neighborhood uh, after that story, we walked around the neighborhood and, uh, and we were talking about just different things and whatever, and then we kind of started making a joke. Well, that's pride and that's pride and that's pride and that's pride. All those kind of things, right? But the reality is, folks, it's true. It's pride. And I got to keep getting better. Nothing is really where it's at. It says back in the text in verse three, it says, here's it again, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Tough for sure, but something I think we need to be shooting for, self-aware of. One of the first times I think I actually started to really ponder this in my life. Because, um, you know, sometimes you go through your life, right? And you can just like just do life and do things and then, you know, like not realize certain things. And I feel like the first time I really started to think about pride in my life was when I, uh, the very first time I took students, because I used to be a student pastor, to Costa Rica on a missions trip. And when we went uh, at the missions trip, uh, every morning we would get up and we would, uh, we would have a kind of a, a teaching from our host, Dylan, uh, and then we'd have some God time, alone time. And there was one morning that first year, he, uh, he shared with us um, something that he called the fruits of pride. And uh, he said, hey, listen, what I'm going to do this morning for our time together is I'm just going to read this list of pride, uh, list of the fruits of pride. And what I want you to do is I want you to think about the level of pride in your life from this list. And so he began reading the list. I actually have it for you this morning. It's not going to be up on the screen, but just listen. 
These are the fruits of pride. And this is what I was, put, put yourself in my shoes as I was, as I was sitting in Costa Rica in, in this uh, garden area and I was just listening to this fruits of pride and, and he said, they said, okay, this is the fruits of pride. Number one, if you have difficulty getting along with someone else, and I was like, oh, this can't be good. I was like, yeah, that's me. Number two, if you feel you are important, more important than others, I can. Three, if you feel you are given tasks below you, I've been there. Number four, if you feel that you are not given enough recognition. Number five, a demanding right. I'm like, oh, that can be me. Six, a judgmental spirit. Unfortunately, I can be pretty judgmental. Seven, if you focus on what you do not have rather than rejoicing in what you have. Number eight, envy. We talked about that just the last few weeks, right? Nine, self-pity. 10, if you're more concerned with what others may think about you rather than what God thinks about you. Number 11, if you take credit for what God is doing in your life. Number 12, if you feel others are not as spiritual as you are. That one was interesting. Number 13, if you keep, your, if you keep from getting involved because of what others may think. Number 14, an unteachable spirit. Number 15, if you point out errors in others rather than dealing with even the bigger problems in your own life. Number 16, discontent. Number 17, if you always try to appear strong and will not admit to your weaknesses. Number 18, sarcastic humor. That one stung. 19, an independent spirit. 20, impatience. 21, unforgiveness. 22, if you hold others to higher standards than you do yourself. 23, if you are embarrassed by others' mistakes and quickly disassociate yourself with them. 24, not loyal, not committed. 25, if you see what's missing rather than what God is doing. 26, if you are taking the presence of God for granted. 27, just a couple more. If you are proud of a group you belong to. I was like, ooh, I am. 28, if you are proud of how humble you are. That one was a bit funny, right? 28, prayerlessness. And then the final one says, if you have been hearing this list and thinking of who it might apply to other than you. I don't know about you, but as I sat and I listened to that list then and ultimately now this week as I re-looked at it again, folks, I fit the bill on so many of those items. I fit the bill on that. My guess is you probably do as well. It's easy to get there. It's easy to fall into pride. And pride uh, is often maybe even overlooked in our lives. If I'm honest with you, um, and I think it was probably because I was gonna be teaching this lesson this week and God was gonna kind of give me a, a holy spanking, if you will, <laughs> in the midst of this, is that with that, build, uh, that basketball competition with Elijah, albeit it was, was kind of fun, right? I felt the level of pride in me rise up. I felt it. And even to the point where uh, my daughter, Abigail, who's sitting right down here, Abigail said, oh yeah, dad, and you're so humble too, right? (laughs) Isn't it amazing how our children can bring us down, right? And so I really had to face, even just this week, folks, the reality of, I have to admit the fact that, that sometimes my competitive nature, can I just be honest with you, is underlying pride. It's just underlying pride. 
I'm just throwing myself under the bus this week, but I was actually also thinking about, there was a, uh, back to a story a few years ago. I may have shared this story before, but it came up in my mind again this week, and I thought, I think it's so relevant. I was thinking back to years ago when somebody uh, for Christmas got our kids a Wii. You guys remember the Wii, right, with the, the, or- the, the, the white remotes, you know, all that kind of stuff, and the, all that kind of stuff. So our, they got uh, our kids uh, this Wii, and so, of course, with Wii came the Wii sports game, right? And so we started playing golf and tennis and all that kind of stuff or whatever, but we really fell in love as a family with the uh, Wii Basketball and specifically the three-point contest on Wii Basketball. And so we were playing all those kind of things. And can I just tell you something? My wife was incredible. Like just incredible. I mean, she was like, I mean, blowing everybody out the water. Like she literally, nobody could touch her, right? She had the high score, those kind of things. And so we were playing for a couple of hours and then she kind of was done. And I was like, I was thinking, my wife is not going to beat me at Wii Basketball. All right. So I started playing for a couple more hours and I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I couldn't get it. I couldn't get it. Uh, And I was reminded this week of the fact I stayed up y'all until 2 (laughs) a.m. 2 a.m. To, now, of course, I did beat her score. Booyah, right? Uh, uh, okay, that's pride, right? But I stayed up till 2 a.m. just to beat her score. And to the point where I think Leah actually then went to bed angry because she's like, this is ridiculous. Stop it. She went to bed angry. all the And you know why I did that? Because all that it was, literally when I look at it, it was just because I, I couldn't handle a woman beating her husband, right, in a video game. How stupid is that? That was just pride inside of me. And I want no pride. I want all of God's humility in me because it doesn't matter. And how many times can we get all caught up in prideful things that really have no significance or circumstance in our life, but then it actually, then these roots that that just kind of go into our lives and they just, they stick and it brings negativity and challenge. I'm sure I'm not the only other one in the room. Folks, I need, I need, Matt Porman needs an ever-increasing mental shift, self-awareness of the pride in my life. Ultimately, I, and you can say amen if you want, I need more of Jesus. I need, you need more of Jesus. It says in our text in verses one and two, it says, therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the spirit, any tenderness and compassion, essentially it's saying, if you've been transformed by Jesus at all, folks, if you and I have been transformed, if we are a follower of Jesus, it says, then make my joy complete by being what? Like-minded, like Jesus. That is a servant giving up everything, becoming nothing, having no pride, no pride at all, all humility. Be like-minded like Jesus. See, folks, I think we gotta be really honest with ourselves. And if you don't know this, this might be the biggest spiritual truth for you this morning to catch is you are messed up. I am messed up. Every single one of us is messed up. We are not that perfect. We are not that perfect anyway. And we don't have it all together. And ultimately, as I just mentioned, we, every single one of us in the room, everybody listening on, we need more of Jesus. Lay ourselves down and more of him ourselves down, more of him. We need to press into not relying on our own merit, our own strength, our own wit, but the power that is in God of the universe and let that be where we boast. The Apostle Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, says, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, not accomplishments, but weaknesses, 
so that Christ's power may rest on me. For when I am weak, then I am strong. That is a key right there. For when I am weak, then I am strong because I have the power of God to raise me up rather than my own efforts, which are going to crumble and fall no matter what anyway. I think if we can look at this list that I went through, we can consider that, kind of open up our eyes to the level of pride in our lives, folks. I think we will see less crashes in our life. You will see less crashes. I think that'd be really good. So that's the first thing, to successfully be not always about me. It takes an ever-increasing level of self-awareness. Second thing, I'm just gonna kind of mention this and give this to you today because we already kind of covered it a little bit as well in point one. But to sex, oh, that's not the right word I wanna say. That was interesting. Yeah, it's better to call myself out than anything, right? All right. All right, let's try this again. To successfully be not always about me takes, number uh, two, seeing others tremendous value. Seeing others tremendous value. Years ago, there was an SNL skit, I think, uh, something like that, where uh, they had this kind of this parody um, of the uh, of, of Dr. Phil. Do you guys remember Dr. Phil, like the, the counselor guy, right? And in this parody, they kept, they kept uh, talking about, um, saying this phrase over and over, and Dr. Phil used to say, it's not about you, right? You know that? It's not about you. They would just do that. They kept doing that, all that kind of stuff. And ultimately, folks, this point right here is, it's not about you. It's not about you. It is not about me. Back in the text, it says in verse three and four, it says, rather in humility, look at this, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interest, but each of you to the interest of others. Folks, this text tells us that others have something. Others have value. And not only do they have value, but tremendous value, right? And we're supposed to value others, right? Value them because uh, they're worthwhile. They, they uh, are uniquely made by a holy God. And value them because they have something to offer the world. We're supposed to value other people. But then it goes on, not only that they have value, but it also says, right, value them what? Above yourselves, above myself, right? That's a pretty bold statement to say, hey, value somebody above yourself, right? Because I don't know about you, but I, most of the time I'm about me. I'm about what I want, what I think, what I want to do, what I, what I don't want to do. Oftentimes, I don't have room for anybody else, let alone let them be at the top of the, of the totem pole. But folks, the reality is, is, if we wanna tackle pride in our lives, if we really wanna tackle it, knocking us off our pedestal has gotta be part of the process. More regularly and willing giving up that spot, really, really, really regularly when willingly giving up the pedestal to somebody else. Which right now, folks, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna kind of press a little bit this morning before we go into our worship. Folks, right now, I think we, I'm gonna get on a soapbox a little bit. We are seeing the need in our country right now to knock ourselves off the pedestal in regards to racial reconciliation. We are in need of taking a moment of valuing a group of people who right now, they don't quite know that they have tremendous value in our country. And I felt really pressed that I was from the Lord that I was supposed to share this this morning. And I'm not trying to beat you up, but I, I'm going to be very bold and loving this morning and say a couple things. Folks, if you think, 
And I feel like pastorally, I have to say what I'm gonna say. If you think that Black Lives Matter is a non-issue or it's being blown out of proportion, can I just say to you that I think there's some level of pride in that? Because what that does is that puts what we think and what we feel back on the pedestal. And right now, we need to get knocked off the pedestal. I think it's time to really consider who's at the top of our pedestal. Are we living out this text? Are we living this out and putting others above ourselves? I know for me personally, this is just for me, I have taken a really hard look at this in my life. And as a white male, I'm really, really trying very hard to uplift our black brothers and sisters above myself in our country right now. And here's what I want to, I'm just going to ask you, Pastor Orley, would you please consider doing the same? Yes, all lives matter. But my gosh, we need to let some people know who don't know they have tremendous value right now in this time. I hope you'll consider that. I think in all in all, folks, this point as we get ready to close is that it's truly not about us. It's not about you. It's not about me. It's about others and their tremendous value, putting them before us. And can you imagine, can you just imagine for a second if every single one of us would stay committed to the fact of putting other people above ourselves, if everybody did that and was successful in doing that, can you imagine the world we would live in? Just imagine the world we would live in. And here's the crazy thing about that is, one, every single one of us wants that, 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 that world. We want to live in the midst of that, right? Nobody would disagree that that wouldn't be a great place, but you know where it starts? It starts with me. It starts with you. And it starts off, us letting ourselves off a pedestal and put somebody else there. Easy? No. What we need to work towards? Absolutely. Absolutely. So again, I mentioned this point was gonna be kind of quick, so that's kind of the, the whole uh, point right now. Ultimately, I think it's because it's pretty self-explanatory, isn't it? Every single one of us, whether we're short, tall, skinny, a little heavier, white, black, dark hair, light hair, we've all been created by a holy God and we have tremendous value because of that and that alone. And we need to actually just let everybody else know that and take ourselves off the pedestal. So that's point number two, to successfully be not always about me. It takes seeing others' tremendous value. I think some really important things to consider today in the midst of where we're living, as well as in our lives in general. So just to repeat the point, to successfully be not always about me, an increasing level uh, takes a, an increasing level of self-awareness and seeing others' tremendous value. Thanks for joining us this week. We pray that you are challenged and blessed by this message and that you find application for it in your life as God leads you through this week. For more information about us, please visit our website at cornerstonevineyard.church.